Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 139. This week on the show, I am so stoked to be bringing you this conversation. Uh, I had the opportunity to sit and talk with Taylor Acorn, um, who is really just fucking blowing up right now. Um, If you've been paying attention over the last roughly two years um, between Instagram and TikTok and, you know, her own original music. This girl is making major waves, reconnecting with her roots in pop punk and emo music. Um, And we just had this incredible conversation talking about how the authenticity of the scene um, has been so welcoming to her and how getting back to her roots for her own mental health was a a huge um, step in the right direction and and kind of gave her this clarity that, you know, sometimes uh, being sad is the way to be happy is what I'll say. You know, being emo, being pop punk, whatever, can make you happy. I don't care what everybody else says and that, oh, it's just sad boy music. Fuck them. Um... But no, we had a great time talking. We talked a lot about kind of her background and why pop punk is so important to her, uh, what her solo music is, you know, transforming into and things of that nature. Uh, And then we also talked a lot about the music scene, um, specifically the pop punk and emo uh, scenes. And she's going out on tour. Um, so literally right after this episode goes live, uh, she will be heading out with real friends with confidence and the home team. Um, it's going to be a really dope tour and you guys definitely need to check that out. But for now, let's just dive into this conversation with Taylor Acorn. Um, so to kick things off, I do start with the same boring ass question. Uh, (laughs) It's a simple introduction. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Little background on yourself, especially with you having the interesting history that you have. Yeah. Okay. Well, for starters, my name is Taylor Acorn. <laughs> um, yes, Acorn is actually my last name. I know it's a shock to a lot of people, but I was birthed with that. And <laughs> now here we are. Um, but yeah, I come from a really small town in Pennsylvania, um, graduated with about 100 kids. I'm the only one in my family that was like super musical, like within my own immediate family and um, just grew up listening to all of that, like old 90s, early grunge rock, stuff like that. That's kind of what my wheelhouse was in. Um, And then, you know, as I got older, found pop punk and um, just fell in love with it. I am a huge fan of like Mayday Parade, Neck Deep, Story So Far, all of those bands. And um, kind of found like a little home within that and um, tried to do the music thing for a while and kind of ended up as a country artist, which is a little weird. But um, yeah, I was a country artist for about four or five years. And then um, within the last two years, just started doing the pop punk covers on TikTok and I just got are. really yeah. lucky. Here we are. Now I'm playing pop punk music and um, it's been it's been really amazing. It's 
I honestly couldn't have asked for um, a better opportunity and a better group of people to be able to like share my music and writing with. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and that, yeah. I mean, that's exactly how I found out about you. I think it was mm -hmm. the um, Jamie All Over cover. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd seen that on TikTok and I was like, okay, that's cool. And, you mm -hmm. know, kind of, I showed it to a few people and, you know, kind of kept tabs. And then Derek, when he posted about it on Instagram, I was like, all right, she's made it. Like if, <laughs> if he's recognizing it, there's something here, you know? I was laughing. My mom actually, um, I, I didn't even know that they had reposted it. And my mom was actually the one God bless her. She doesn't post anything on TikTok, right. but she has like that creepy, like she comments on everything yeah. and sees everything. She'll like send me posts that other people have tagged me in and stuff. And I'm like, I didn't even know you had a TikTok. Like, right. <laughs> um, and she actually sent that to me and she was like, this is so awesome. And I cried because they're obviously like one of my favorite bands. And, you know, to feel like I've kind of come just like so full circle and, and, um, you know, pre-COVID, I didn't even know I was going to be, you know, playing music anymore. So to be yeah. able to, like, do that in a genre that I genuinely love and respect so much is just, like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And I, I think that's the thing with with the pop punk and, and emo community, right? Like, mm -hmm. we get shit on a lot. Like, we're, <laughs> we're the outcast, we're the outsiders, whatever. But, like, if you're in our group, like we will fucking die for you and i think that's one of the the amazing things is like we are so welcoming you know like mm -hmm. you said you had this kind of country past and mm -hmm. then like started dipping your toes in and it seems like pretty yeah. immediately people are like yes you belong here come on over it, it was like a very strategic thing too i was like you know how am i going to because i being a fan of pop punk and knowing like how accepting they are i also know how protective they are of their craft and mm -hmm. of the genre and they are all about authenticity and and um they want to see you know people who relate to them um succeed and so for me i was really nervous because i was like such a fan of the music and i didn't want to come off like i'm just a little blonde girl hopping on the pop punk train because it's cool again you know right. like i really didn't want to do that at all and so i tried to be strategic about it and play you know some of like the bigger pop punk hits but also kind of throw in like say and the story so far neck deep yeah and just cross my finger and i was like hopefully they'll see that i'm like an actual like fan of this music <laughs> and i think for the most part they have but yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, I think the thing is, like you said, there's a certain level of authenticity and, and genuineness that the pop punk community yeah. expects out of their artists. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, it's it's something that we we as a community in the pop punk area, like we've grown very accustomed to, like you said, kind of gatekeeping is the toxic word for it but gatekeeping yeah. to some extent like we can see mm -hmm. hey this guy's just trying to to cash a check like yeah that game over here like mm -hmm. right real life yeah if i was gonna do that i would have just stayed in country no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i mean no i'm just kidding, kidding but not kidding i mean that's <laughs> really about the only place that money is in the music industry right now <laughs> yeah it's honestly crazy i mean but i'm just like so much happier doing what i'm doing now um for the sake of my own sanity and mental health so yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah and, and that's something I wanted to touch on too, because you've, you've mm -hmm. been pretty transparent about the mental health side of it. And you know, yeah. you weren't in a great spot pre COVID mm -hmm. thinking about yeah. being done with music. Talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that, you know, as far as like the, like when you came to that decision that maybe this isn't what I'm going to continue to do. Mm -hmm. And then the spark that reignited that passion. So, um, I, when I had first moved to Nashville, this is like back in 2017, um, like I said, I kind of just like fell into the country world. And um, to be honest, I had never even, I didn't even know I could write songs like a year prior to that. I was yeah. just kind of like messing around and I would send stuff to my sister and, and she'd be like, this is really great, but I never would really put it out there or like play in front of other people. I would play covers and stuff like that, but nothing of my own. And so doing that, I was just super nervous in general. And then um, once I, I wrote like my very first EP um, and that's like my, like the very first music that I ever put out um, and it did pretty well. I got signed to a publishing company pretty much immediately, which was like, I'm super thankful for, but I was just thrown in with these artists and writers. And I felt like I kind of lost touch with who I was as a songwriter, as an artist, you know? And I felt so weird because I was like writing all of these country songs and I'd hop in my car and I'd listen to like, like these super emo, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like pop punk bands. And so I just felt so out of place. And I, I think that I was just like losing myself within all of that. And um, was really struggling with my own like identity and um, you know I'm in a new city didn't have any money I was just kind of like floundering trying to like keep a roof over my head and then like over here writing with these people that just like didn't really make much sense at all and um, I just decided I was like you know I need to take a step back from this and I was very thankful that my publisher we were both kind of on the same page I just didn't feel like I was giving enough of myself to them and what they wanted and um I just didn't ever see it in me like maybe in the future but I just didn't see it in myself um that I would be the person to write a number one hit country song I just like didn't see that at all and um and I think they kind of saw it as well <laughs> my head was just not in that place and so yeah. we decided to part ways and um I started writing with um, this guy, Dan Swank, who is actually the auxiliary player now for, um, all time low and mm -hmm. writing with him was really awesome because obviously he's very much so in the pop punk space too. So I got to kind of tap back into all of those roots, um, and listen to the songs that I used to listen to. But I think in doing that, um, I was still a little bit confused because I had built this fan base over in the country space, but really wanted to do the pop punk thing. And so I was just writing songs that were kind of towing the line between the both. And at that time, it just like wasn't working. Like yeah. I, I wasn't, you know, there was no place that they could stick me on a tour because my music didn't really make much sense. And so my agents were struggling with that. And then I just never really felt connected to my music because 
here I am like wanting to do like go full force into the pop punk stuff. But I felt one foot in the country thing because I had all of these people in my ear saying, you need to stay country. You're making a mistake. And, you know, right. so I think that alone is just like, it took such a toll on my mental health. I was like, just confused and not happy. And then COVID hit and I was like, well, um, I'm not playing shows. My music isn't connecting the way that I want it to. I, kind of have been doing this now for the last four years of my life. And I feel like I've, I haven't really made any big strides to um, where I want to be as an artist. And, you know, for someone like me, I've struggled with my mental health ever since I was a kid, you know, and things like that, like it might seem so like minuscule, but like that to me is like the most detrimental thing. I was like, I'm failing here. I don't know how to get my head above water. And um, my manager, like, obviously, we were seeing all the people on TikTok doing their thing. And I was so against it. When I tell you, I was like, I do not want to do that. I'm too introverted. I cannot sit in front of a screen and pretend to be like, something that I'm not. And um, so I, I told him, I was like, if I'm going to post a cover of something or I'm going to post any type of music, it's not going to be a cover of driver's license. or like a hit Justin Bieber song, I'm going right. to do like Mayday Parade or Jamie all over. And he's like, it's not going to work. And of course the day that I post it was the day that like the emo talk stuff started popping yeah. off and it just like sparked a whole like, energy in me that I didn't have and all of these people that were so excited that I hadn't seen so excited before and all of these new fans that were like oh my god this is like the craziest thing it's like country or Taylor Swift is singing Mayday Parade like you know and then I just started doing that literally every single day I think I posted for like a straight year every day I think I maybe missed like a couple uh, like a handful but I was doing covers every single day and it was amazing because I didn't think that I would ever like see growth as an artist. I didn't think that I would ever like have such amazing fans. And I did before, but I mean, now it's just like to a whole different level that I've never experienced before. And the fact that I can talk about my own struggles and connect with people that way in a way that I wasn't able to do in country music, it's just, like beyond words, like I can't really even explain it. It's just really yeah. awesome. So, yeah, hopefully that yeah. explains. Yeah, no, it. I mean, that definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely covered where I was going with all of it. And I think, yeah. I think you're right. Like it, it's getting better in the country genre as well, with mm-hmm. people being more open about mental health. But like, yeah, country is another one of those genres that like it's been such a protected genre for so long that nobody, yeah, nobody can be a full authentic person there. Yeah, and I think too, like they there are songs about mental health, but for the longest time it was always kind of masked by like a story or something yeah. so even though it, it was speaking on that there wasn't actually the full like i'm struggling with this you know what i mean yeah um which is something that like at the time when i started writing music again especially in the new genre that i'm in now 
that was like the only thing I knew. I was like, I have literally nothing going on other than the fact that my mental health is absolute shit right now. <laughs> like, so I have to write about it. And um, yeah. now like I'm in a, I'm in a great place. And like looking back on that, it's just like, wow. Like these past two years have just been absolutely insane. Yeah, no. And I, I think that's the beauty of, of pop punk. And I think you'd agree mm -hmm. like pop punk emo. Yeah especially Mayday Parade, like there's a reason their tagline is Mayday Parade is an, an emotion, like yeah. it's a feeling, <laughs> like they write the feeling. But yes. I think the thing is like so many people that are fans of that music or that are involved in that music struggle with these things and they can look mm -hmm. at the other people in the genre and go, you know what, they've been through it too. Like I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible too, just like going to a show and seeing like, just being a fan and seeing all of the different walks of life of the people that you would never even think that you would would listen yeah. to the music that's so connected to it and it's like all right we're all so similar um and i feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit for that and to me that was something that i respected so much about the genre too i remember like right before COVID hit it was actually freaking awesome like <laughs> i i got sick like immediately after but i remember uh a day to remember came to Nashville to play. And I just remember looking around, we were at like the municipal building here in, um, or the auditorium. And I just remember looking around and seeing like frat guys and polos and then like older guys and then like girls who, you know, dressed like me. And then, you know, like there's yeah. so many different people and a crowd surfed and it was just such an amazing, like, a, it was just, I don't even know like ethereal moment and yeah. for something like that it's just like a genre no other genre i feel like can do this you know can bring these kind of people together in the same room i feel like even in country you see a very specific demographic of people and i don't know it's just it was just a different feeling and i don't know i'm very thankful no, I, I i totally agree and i actually just yeah. covered um the is for lovers fest in ohio oh yeah so, you know that lineup was insane but like you're mm -hmm. saying you know the demograph like the descendants headlined the ohio date like they've been around yeah. for 40 fucking years so like yeah their demographic is not the same as hawthorne heights or no. real friends yeah but everybody's just chilling having a great time checking everybody mm -hmm. out and it's again like you know not to put blame or point fingers at anyone but like the whole Travis Scott incident with the mm -hmm. the Astro World thing, like that stuff doesn't happen at our shows, no. quote unquote, because like we take care of each other. Yeah, of course. I mean, and and I mean, crowd surfing in general. You know, I feel like so many people give that like a bad rap. Like I would never crowd surf. Yeah. But for me, it's like the fact that you have all these people making sure that this human is being held up, and you're not letting them drop. Like that says so much. Yeah. about this genre in general it's like it's not like a weird like sexualized thing at all it's like genuinely people caring about this other person making sure they don't fall on their head and die <laughs> like right i don't know yeah we're not trampling each other and um i went to four chord um this past weekend in uh pittsburgh to see our friend dan play um and that was like our first time seeing him like in a festival setting and um which was really cool but just like seeing the artists and like making sure that like the group of people are like backing up off of the rails and stuff and 
I don't know. It's just like yeah. different. It's a different energy and it's something that I just like appreciate so much. Yeah. So, and I, I think yeah. too, like with, with this genre and festivals, especially like walking around Ohio is for lovers or warp tour back in the day. Like mm -hmm. you're literally bumping into musicians. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I literally ran into one of the guys from Emory after they got off stage. No. <laughs> At Ohio is for lovers and I'm like yeah oh hey man great set and he's like thanks I'm gonna thanks. go yeah. sell merch like if you want to come by and I'm like okay come cool, on you over know? yeah and like you know country or pop in general like they play oh, their my... show and they're they're out of the way you know yeah. my Visitor. cat is <laughs> I know she every single time I do one of these she's like all up in my space I'm like yeah. can you just go take your nap like I I literally have to shut my cat out of the room so that she doesn't do that. <laughs> well, whenever I like shut her out of my room, she'll be like legitimately digging at my door like a dog and you right. can hear her claws. And I'm just like, that's almost worse than just right. letting her crawl over everything. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. I would appreciate it if she didn't. She's just so cute. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that just goes back to what we were saying about how the, the genre like truly takes care of of everyone yeah. involved in it and mm -hmm. and you know i think the artists know that and i don't want to say that you know like your top 40 or your pop artists don't have the same connection with their fans because mm -hmm. i'm sure like to some extent they do but like yeah you i'm sure you can speak to this the connections you've made through mm -hmm. instagram and and oh tiktok and all this mm -hmm. like there are going to be people at these shows that you're like i've had conversations with these people i know these people yeah it's so crazy to think that too, because for the last two years, you know, I've been able to really get to know them. And, and that's one thing that I like, I really try to do is just stay connected. And whether that's like commenting back on a TikTok, I, I really try to do all of that. And yeah. um, there's some people that have literally for the last two years, like we'll have conversations with each other like we'll keep like running jokes going and it's just so cool to see that now I can finally meet these people in real life and get to hug them and talk to them and we've I don't know it's just like I don't even think of them really as fans right. I think of them more as like friends and uh, we're all just kind of in the same boat and we like the same kind of music and that's how it should be I think I think it should just we should all like love each other and I, I don't know. It's just going to be a really cool thing to see these people finally. And I don't yeah. know. I can't, I like, I've been thinking about it for like the last like month and it's just, it blows my mind truly that I even get to have this opportunity again. So. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's incredible. And I think, you know, I lost you for a second, didn't I? Yeah, just a little okay. bit. Yep. Okay. <laughs> You're good. Uh, You're good. So like with this tour, I was saying, you know, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from up mm -hmm. in Indianapolis area. Yeah. Um, Real Friends is in Chicago. You're down in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. so the Midwest vibe is so cool on this tour. And like the fan bases for Real Friends, especially like is a such a rabid fan base. Yeah. But in the best <laughs> sort of way. And like mm -hmm. when, you know when they switched over to, to Corey as vocals and all that, like yeah. those fans were so appreciative that like mm -hmm. the band didn't just die with, yeah. with him, with uh, mm -hmm. Don Levin. And yeah. I think that's the thing that'll be great for you to see too, you know, going out on this tour and having mm -hmm. these fans that are just, Oh my God, passionate about what's being created. Yeah. 
I think that's going to be awesome too. And um, yeah, I, and I got the privilege to see um, real friends when they came and they did the Mayday Parade tour. Mm -hmm. And I think that just got me even more stoked because as much as I love their old stuff, I love their new stuff almost even more. So I don't know. It, it's it's really exciting, and and for me too to be from the East Coast and and never get to play these cities. I don't even know like who's out there. Like right. <laughs> I, I've never got to meet these people, and so I'm just really excited. And um, the first stop is in Pittsburgh too, which is like hometown. Then they added like two other Pennsylvania dates too, and mm-hmm. State College is like actually like right around where I'm from. So all of like my friends from back in the day and stuff are going to be there. I don't know. It's just going to be a really amazing experience. And I think too, um, with confidence, just announced that it's going to be their last like hurrah. And just to know that I'm going to be a part of that um, is, it just feels really special. And I think that people are going to just like, I hope that they're going to love it. And um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just really grateful for this experience. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, you know, it it is, it's kind of this, I don't want to say passing of a torch, but it is to some extent, Mm -hmm. right. With, with confidence kind of leaving the genre and and industry quote unquote. Yeah. And you kind of coming into the scene and being able to say like, Hey, uh, I'm not like a replacement for them, but you know, there is, (laughs) there is still life here. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I think it's, I don't know. I've just been thinking about it a lot. I don't even have any words for it, honestly. I'm like, how did this even happen? Like, what a what a weird time. And I mean, as sad as it is for them, I mean, I think it's going to be an amazing show for their fans yeah. and for, you know, all of them to have, you know, one last time together. And I don't know. I hope they don't leave forever, though, because I'm a huge fan. (laughs) I would hate that. But I know that they all kind of have like their own solo stuff going on. And um, so that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, 10 years, it's got to be exhausting. Yeah, it's got to be. (laughs) So especially like, you know, they they weren't like all time low level, but Mm -hmm. they've been pretty much nonstop the 10 years that they've been. Yeah. So like it's Mm got to be just such a weight at some point going, are we missing something else? Or, you know, mm-hmm. what, what could we be doing? Um, yeah. And I, I don't f- want that to sound to anyone. Like I'm saying that they're not like genuine or passionate about what yeah, they do. Yeah, I just yeah. think, you know, it, everybody has those thoughts of like, what yeah. if, you know, what is and there? Sometimes people need the time to just like go out and experience life outside of yeah. that. And especially too, like, I can only imagine being a band, um, you know, and, and being with the same people all the time. And I feel like you kind of find yourself within those other people. And I, I think it's super valuable to go out and kind of experiment on your own. I know like Jaden is doing his own solo thing. I um, know their guitarist, I think his name is Scott, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's kind of doing his own thing too. And that's important. You know what I mean? Like, I am a telltale, like sometimes you got to switch it up and a beautiful thing is going to happen or maybe it's not. And you find your way back to those people. But I think especially now life is just way too short not to like experience other things. And so. Um, 
So let's talk a little bit about the the stigma around doing covers and then trying to put out your own music because obviously there's so many people that go, oh, she's just a cover artist or, you know, Our Last Night gets that rap all the time that they're just a cover band. But there is obviously a bit of merit to it in the sense that, yes, I do covers. But -hmm. I think that, A, the thing I want to say about your covers are – I don't see yours as a true cover. I think you do more mm-hmm. of a reimagining style, which yes. totally changes the song setup. So, yes. <laughs> it, you know, if you were going out and playing the exact chords, the exact same mm-hmm. way, trying the same inflection, like, yeah, that's a cover. The, mm-hmm. You know, Timmy down at the bar is doing covers. This is a reimagination of what these songs could have been. Yeah. Um, and through putting your own spin on it, I think, or I hope for you anyway, that it eases people into your your actual music as well, your solo stuff where they can go, oh, I I kind of see where she was coming from on this mm-hmm. song's, you know, like your your uh, cover of First Date is another one of my favorites. Yes. And oh, thank to, you. To see, you know, you, you coming out with your, your individual stuff as well. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, she's, you know, yeah. this is where her range is. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's been a very interesting line that I've, you know, been kind of teetering around. And I knew going into doing the covers, I was like, this could be a slippery slope. Because like you said, people can look at me and be like, she does the covers, she's the emo cover girl, or they can look at me and be like, that's Taylor Acorn. She's an artist, you know, I've been listening to her stuff for a while. And so I think what did kind of help me um, was, I was already kind of an established artist going into it. I was in a different genre, of course, but I think there were a handful of people that knew of me from like the country days. Um, And so when I started doing the covers, there were a lot of people in the comments that would say like, oh my gosh, like I listened to your music and blah, blah, which other people see that. And then they go to Spotify and stuff like that, which is like such a godsend from the TikTok realm because it's the most organic reach that I've ever seen as far as like people going from that video to go listen to my music. And honestly, I feel like I kind of got really lucky in that sense too, because people were going and hearing my covers and being like, wow, this is really cool. And then going and listening to my actual music. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting. The, I didn't really have any rhyme or reason behind doing them at all. Um, And I did so many. And I, like I said, it kind of got to a point where I started to become like the emo TikTok cover girl on, on that. And I've had a lot of conversations with my manager where it's like, all right, I need to start like somehow kind of like sprinkling my own music in here. And I would like share old demos of things or new demos. And so I try to do it to where it's like, now I will post like a cover and then like post like four TikToks of like my original music and then a cover. And then like, yeah. you know, I, I try to sprinkle it in a little bit and not just have it be like, here are all my covers. And then here's a random song that I wrote, right. you know? Right. So I, I try to do it that way. But um, yeah, it's so interesting. You, you call it reimagining because I've always been such a sucker for like the nostalgicness of 
Is that even a word? Nostalgicness? We'll say that it is. <laughs> it is. It is in my dictionary, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm such a sucker for how nostalgic um, the songs that I've covered are. And so when it comes to like the melodies and things like that, I really don't, I don't try to change it up too much right? because that's always been such a fucking pet peeve of mine. When somebody takes a song and like totally just like changes it, like yes. no offense if somebody out there is listening to this and they like have done that, like no Tina shade towards you at all. I just personally am not a fan of that. And so I try to keep it as like to the original, like melodically as I can. But um, I think, you know, just slowing it down a little bit and kind of giving it a different feel um, to me has been so fun because it makes you kind of look at the songs in a different light. And um, a lot of these songs are so up-tempo too. So it's yeah. like people probably don't even think about them in a way that uh, I was like, you know, covering them. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's really interesting too, because I've heard that a bunch of times of people just saying like the way you reimagine this, but I, I try to keep it pretty like to yeah. <laughs> to the original. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's been so fun though, and like seeing people get so excited about hearing those songs like that too. Like I will say, when I did the Blink One Eighty Two one, that was the first time I had really seen Knock on Wood like a ton of hate. Um, I got a lot of heat for that one. Yeah. <laughs> And that was a bummer. And I think that kind of like took the enjoyment out of doing the covers uh, for me a little bit. But um, I I mean, now I just try to focus more so on my own music and, um, you know, I'll throw on a cover here or there. But after that one, I've been kind of scarred. (laughs) Which is ironic because it is my favorite one. But um... (laughs) it's just so interesting. Yeah. I, I think part of it is, and I, I guess it's ironic for me because I grew up, I'm a huge Blink fan myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I should be protective of their music. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, I don't think you did anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it'd be different if, like you said, it was a total reimagination and you were like, you know what? Fuck Mark's guitars. I'm going to do this. And like, okay, sure. But all you did was take it down to like half tempo and yeah, and put it in a different octave. Like, <laughs> yeah, that one was really wild. Um, I I sat in my bed for a few days after that, and I was just like, I just I can't do these anymore. Like, I can't, and it it sucks because there I do get a lot of messages from people being like, when is like the next state you know EP coming out and stuff and. I just don't, never know what to say. I'm just like, ah, it's coming. Like, um, one will come eventually, but I, I just needed a break after that for a little bit. I just didn't expect, especially being a fan of Blink-182 myself and seeing people just totally take it in a way that was just like so not intended to be. I just, I don't know, scarred well, me a Especially bit. like, not to shit on anybody, but if you go on YouTube, there are some terrible fucking covers or like, <laughs> attempts at covers of their their music. And it's like, why is this the one that you're going to take a stand on? Yeah. I mean, I can also kind of see where they're coming from, too. You know, here's this little blonde girl coming in, jumping around, being like, have you heard of this song? He, he, he. Like, and that I probably my delivery 
I probably should have approached it differently. But to but... be fair, we, we, me, I'm an elder emo. Like that song is legitimately <laughs> 15 years old. Like I know. there are people that don't know it yet. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing is I was like, you know, do you remember this? And that was the one comment, like, do I remember this? This song, blah, blah. I'm like, the song came out like 20 years ago. So, I mean, I would assume that maybe people haven't heard it in a while, but I just like, oh, that was, yeah. that was rough. That was a rough time for me. Um, but we, we recovered and, you know, back better than ever. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> getting there. But we're it, getting it's there. A process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a slow little incline, but we're, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something that you could do for your next one, mm -hmm. now that you're immersing more into the genre and whatnot, yeah. maybe, I don't know. I feel like some people would probably shit on it, but getting with some of these artists and doing like duet versions would be a really oh. cool concept, you know, like having to yeah. come on and do a duet version mm -hmm. with you would be insane. That would be amazing. I, I like freaked out um, when John from the main, when I did mm -hmm. into your arms and he kind of sang along with it, obviously it was in a very country twang, but I, I was like, wow, this is so cool. And um, I've definitely thought about that, you know, um, reaching out to the guys from like red jumpsuit and doing something yeah. with them. And, um, because that was a cover that, uh, your gardening angel I did. And, and that was one that I really loved or like trying to maybe reach out to like Jimmy Eat world and stuff. But I kind of feel like, I don't know, I, I, I get nervous about stuff like that because I don't want to be, you know, intrusive. I am right. still very new, fresh on the block. I don't want to be like all up in their DMS and stuff being like, do this with me. Um, but yeah, I, I think it could be fun. I mean, even like Pierre from, um, simple plan, like that would be so cool. Um, and those guys are so dope, but I will say like the people that I've been able to meet doing these covers, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> it's been it's crazy. Insane, right? It's been crazy. And uh, like, I just, I never thought that I would ever be in this position where, you know, that stuff happens and Derek and I wrote with him actually um a couple weeks ago and I was like how is this even a real life scenario like I feel like it was just yesterday I was sitting in my bedroom crying to like tales told by dead friends and you're here <laughs> in in the studio with me I'm like I don't know how to play it cool <laughs> yeah no but, and I think that's that's the thing too you mentioned earlier the the songwriting circles in Nashville and whatnot mm -hmm. and like it's insane like people that aren't in the industry or especially in that area, mm -hmm. like there are big fucking names in some of those rooms and to be sitting there going, hi, I'm new. Uh, I think I have something for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's so weird too. I mean, I even was thinking that like in the country world too, like uh, granted, I'm not like a huge, huge country fan. Um, I grew up listening mostly like the early nineties country, like Garth and stuff like that. But for me, like seeing like, the guys from like Lady Antebellum and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is so weird. Like this is an everyday thing for these people. And they're just so unfazed by it. I was like, how do you just like keep your cool? Like, how are you not nervous? <laughs> like right. going into these rooms and like, even just like, you know, going into a public place, like you run into somebody and it's like, they're so normal, but like, you know, you don't typically get to see them in that habitat. Yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah. weird. No, it, it definitely is. And I think that's the the thing for 
kind of what we said about like festivals with the pop punk realm like mm -hmm. it feels like they're more accessible you know in yeah in our genre if we will um uh-huh whereas like a country star even though they're just getting groceries it's like oh, but they're still you know that's still john party i can't go over to that much yeah you, you know can't that's just still like morgan wallen i can't just walk over <laughs> and say hey yeah it's it's a really weird place that we're in and i don't know i i, I tend to forget it. i'm a big homebody especially these days Yeah. so when i do run into somebody i'm like whoa this is like really weird but <laughs> Yeah, no. i'm sure yeah Totally the same way. Totally Fangirl. the same way. Are you in Nashville also? No, I'm I'm just an hour north of Indianapolis, but I've been Oh. down Oh, no. oh yeah, you and said that. uh, I'm and, so and sorry. stuff down there. So no, Yeah. you're all good. Um <laughs> so let's transition into the original yeah. works now. Uh because Okay. obviously this is a big deal, right? You just very I say very recently, about a month ago, uh, dropped the new single Psycho. Um, Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of, it's it's a quintessential pop punk song. It really is. Like, it's finally, and I think this is the thing, and it it's going to sound semi-sexist, I guess, but it's finally the girl's side of that story. Like, for so long in pop punk, we've had the guy's side of that breakup story, and Yep. now we get the girl's side going, hey, but no, fuck him. Like, this is what's Yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah, that song, man, I will say for many, many months, I was very nervous to release that. Um, I think, especially too, for very obvious reasons, cancel culture is a very prevalent thing. And to me, you know, I, I wrote it with my friend Spencer Jordan and um, my other really good friend, Phil Barnes. And the day that we wrote it even, like Spencer was the one who kind of came up with the general idea. Um, and then we kind of reworked it and we came up with the tagline, like I'll be a psycho and stuff. And, um, but I remember when he was playing some of it for me, I was like, I would never put this out. I was like, I would never say this. Like, because usually, you know, I, I'm I'm very big on like writing about like mental health and yeah, I do write breakup songs, but I've never written a song that's like, fuck you. Like, Right. you know, I'm gonna like <laughs> kill you in my head kind of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I've never in my life have done something like that. And so for me, I was like really teetering with, it and um but when we got the demo back i was like this is like so different and it's fun and i really think that like if people hear it the way i intended to write it that they could really like get like their like bad bitch energy back Yeah. from it you know and um thankfully you know i Again, I was really nervous to even like share it on TikTok and stuff because like if one thing goes wrong, one person comments something that's negative, it's a whole just like spiral of people Yeah. being like, you know what, you're right. This is really wrong and this is really bad and it shouldn't be this. But for me, I, I was just like, you know, I, I feel like this is just a song that if you listen to it, you know, you can kind of take away like we're all... in the same boat it doesn't just have to be you know about a girl or a guy it could be about literally anybody in a relationship that's so toxic and it's like finding the humor in things again i feel like we've kind of lost that and i i just wanted to make that a point like this is nothing serious it's all a joke it's all for fun and i hope that you guys can take away like 
the fact that it's okay to be pissed off and it's okay to like, you know, think of somebody and you want to punch them in the face. Like it's not, it's not that deep. Right. Right. <laughs> not like I'm actually going to do those things, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a really cool um, song to see, especially with, you know, the videos that people have been making and um, you know, I'll get messages from people being like, man, like I've been going through like the worst breakup of my entire life and this has helped me get through it. And, you know, it's just, it's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. For sure. And <laughs> it, you, the way you described it reminded me of a meme that I saw not too long ago and it was talking about, uh, before he cheats by Carrie Underwood. Yeah. And they're like, you know, <laughs> she goes off on this dude, right? Like slashes his tires, mm -hmm. fucks his whole truck up. But if you actually listen to the words, she says he's probably, before every single one of those things, he's probably yeah. out talking to her. Like, she doesn't yeah. even know if he fucking cheated and she fucked up no. his truck. Yeah, for sure. And that's, like, a comment that I would get, too. They're like, you know, this is kind of like a pop punk version of, like, Before He Cheats or, like, Goodbye Earl, yeah. you know, by the chicks. And, you know, I was like, I can get down with that. Okay, if people are thinking this, then... Hopefully it's not as bad as, you know, in my brain, right. I'm thinking it could be, you know, so. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I don't think you missed the mark on it. I think it's, <laughs> well, it's it placed exactly where it needs to be. Good, good. Yeah, yeah it's a fun one. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's out there. It's living in the world now, so I can't really take it back if it did. No, no, unfortunately not. And that's, you know, like you said, the, the world we live in, you know, there's so mm -hmm. much cancel culture and it's like, I think the big problem I have, not to get super like societal on this, but like mm -hmm. the problem I have with cancel culture is there's so much immediate knee jerk reaction and we never ask for the other person's side of the story. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, we're just taking that, that accusation at, at will. And it's like, but mm -hmm. hold on, we don't even know what really fucking happened here. Yeah. And, and that, I think that's the thing that scares me the most too, is like, I, as a person, like, I care so much about what other people think and what they feel. And I would never want to be the cause of somebody's like emotional trauma or like try to harm them in any way. And so I, I will say I had so many moments where I would just like text my co-writers and be like, we can't put this out. Like I, I like <laughs> literally like cannot do this. And, you know, they talk me through it and they're like, it's okay. Like, you know, some people are going to like it and some people aren't. And that's the price you kind of have to pay with anything that you put out. Like, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And, um, yeah, it's, I, I just knew going and I was like, it's probably going to ruffle some feathers. And, you know, I do get the occasional messages from people that are like, if this, if a guy put this out, like it would never fly and I'd get canceled immediately. But it's like, you know, art is art and it's a way of self-expression and if you can't express yourself in a song then what's the point of even writing it you know right. so that's yeah. kind of where my thought process was and i was like and also i listen i watch a lot of true crime and what like listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff and i was like yeah. it's not bad to think this no. way sometimes <laughs> yeah. no especially in the world we live in and yeah <laughs> that comment that you know oh the double standard you know if a guy mm -hmm. put this out like that annoys me so much because if you look in the pop and rap realm like you know cardi b with wap and oh. like some of the meg the stallion stuff like if a guy wrote the version of that song we wouldn't 
it wouldn't even get played on the radio. Like there's mm-hmm. no chance for it. So yeah, you know, it it's just it's a weird societal thing where like it's acceptable yeah. because we're taking you know like you said the bad bitch energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like like you just said too, it's art. Just let the fucking artist yeah. be an artist. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't always have to be a literal thing. And right. um, I I I thought you know we wrote it in in a hypothetical way where like whenever I listened to it, especially at first, um, I fully believed. I was like, there, I feel like this is very much so catering to a certain demographic of man. Right. (laughs) And so unfortunately for them, but it's like the only people that are going to comment on this are people that are probably doing these things and, you know, feel a little bit offended, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. I've just been really happy with the response that people have had. And it's been my like best streaming song so far. And I was like, maybe because it is a little bit controversial, but um, I don't know. It's, it's been really fun and I'm really excited to play that one on tour too. Yeah. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a rager. (laughs) Hopefully. I I, I I think that's the right crowd for it too. Cause you know, you've got, you've got you that's going to have that kind of in, in the opening and mm-hmm. then at the end of the night, you've got real friends where that, you know, like, tell me you're sorry will be a perfect counterpoint for that. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, think... I should have, like, one of those guys come and do, like, a feature verse on Psycho. So yeah, like... there you go. <laughs> so then it's all kind of full circle. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Corey but... would probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, as you get ready to, to head out on this tour, like you said, it's mm-hmm. obviously it's your first tour ever, uh, and you're getting to go to a shitload of places, like a shitload of places. Um, the Grog Shop, I mean, you know, if we're talking iconic venues, they're up there. Mm-hmm. The Fillmore over in in uh, Philly, uh, you know, Canal Club. There's so many places on here that I'm like. For a first tour, you're hitting it. You know, you're hitting like these the spots. House of Blues in San Diego. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I when I was in college, so I went to school like right outside of Philly, and I went and saw literally so many shows at the Fillmore. So it's just so crazy to feel like everything is yeah. just like coming so full circle. I don't know. It's it's wild, and I I've never toured the East Coast, so. I'm just, I'm just grateful I even get to get out there and play in front of people, honestly. Right. <laughs> and uh, all of these like really amazing venues and stuff are just an added bonus, you know? Yeah. So I could literally be playing to two people. I'd be happy. <laughs> but... And again, though, I think that's the thing in the, the pop punk realm um, mm-hmm. is it's the success is measured differently. I feel like, you know, because. Mm-hmm. A, there's not fucking money in in the pop punk realm, uh, yeah. not not the big commercial money anyway. Uh, yeah. But like aside from that, there's like we've said so many times already, the connection that people make to these songs, like mm-hmm. it's more important that I play to those two people that fucking care about this music than yeah. it is about playing for fifty thousand that like mm-hmm. one of my songs that got popular. Like who cares? Yeah. And that's kind of the way that I see it, too. And I've always been so much about, like, the passion of music. And I love it so much just as a fan. And so it's like, I will go buy a ticket 
to a very small venue and have like that intimate moment with an artist that I love over going to a huge stadium, like you said, and, and maybe hearing a song that I know, like, that's cool. But it's like, for me, all I've ever wanted to do is just connect with people and be able to play music. And I've literally, like I said, like I, I, the country world versus the pop punk world, like the pop punk world is definitely more of a grind, but I feel so much more at peace and at home there. And the people feel just like my friends and I can, you know, be myself and not have to pretend to be somebody over here. And it's like, yeah, the money's great, but I would rather, you know, stick it out with these people over here. And um, I hope that like my fans know that and the people that come to the real friend shows know that. And I don't know. It's always just been something that's really valuable to me and and important to me. And I don't know. I've always, you know, expected that of the people that I listen to too. So um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) No, I, I totally agree. And you know, it, it makes me think of, I just saw Charlotte Sands in Indiana. Oh yeah. Like I love her. Ago. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's a prime example of kind of the spot that you're in too, where like mm-hmm. a few things have blown up, you know, she's mm-hmm. definitely on that climb, but I shit you not. There was maybe a hundred people at this mm-hmm. show for her. And it's like, yeah, guys, you, you understand, like she was with fucking Adam Lazara and, and John mm-hmm. from the main, like, She's she's a name, but there was yeah. such a small crowd. Mm-hmm. But it, again, to our point, like there wasn't a single person in that crowd that wasn't jumping around singing her songs. Right like back knew her songs. Her. Yeah. Honestly, of all of the artists, and I I like told her this too. I'm like such a fangirl of hers. <laughs> um, and I think it's so cool too. Like also being from the same city, and you know, kind of within that same realm and I know that there's probably going to be a time or two where people are like you're trying to be like you know what I mean it's it's hard just to be a girl in in the music industry anyways like I don't want to be like that person to say that but it is it's very hard and there's so many artists like even when I you know like I am not even remotely close to the level of like Avril Lavigne or Hayley Williams but there's no other females for people to compare you to. And so it's like, there's so many comments where I'm like, you sound like this person or you sound like this person. And um, I, I don't know. I think it would be so dope to like even do a collab with Charlotte or something because we are, I think we're, we're doing the same thing, but we're not. And I, I don't know. I just, I really look up to her in that. And, you know, the way that she went from the pop world into the, more pop punk world and you know the way that she connects with her fans and stuff I was like that's that's really dope and I I respect her a lot and she's fucking so good so I just I'm like yeah (laughs) you do you go off yeah yeah I I Mm -hmm. already had been listening to her and Tantrum Mm -hmm. had dropped like the night before that show I think yeah Um, I saw that but yeah it, it was I mean the girl can go And I Mm -hmm. think it's funny, though, you know, you mentioned, and you're not wrong, but you mentioned, like, in this genre, people always go to Haley Williams and and Avril and Mm -hmm. for the, like, oh, this is who they sound like. Yeah. But there are so many of you guys out there. You know what I mean? So many. Fucking uh, Chrissy from Against the Current. Like, you, Charlotte. 
mm-hmm. rivals. Low, low, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, there's so mm-hmm. many. And it's like, if you guys would just open your fucking eyes, yeah. there's so much music here. There's so many mm-hmm. variations. And like, it, it's really sad that, you know, here we are in 2022 and we're still going, oh, it's a female fronted band. No, yeah. it's a fucking band that has a girl in it. Like, a shut girl. up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. And, um, you know, especially to being like a solo artist. Right. I and not having a band and stuff like that I feel like that's almost like a little bit more scary because yeah. you know they're like back in the day they didn't really have that and I don't know I, I I really do I look up to Charlotte in that sense of her just like really going for it and you know me obviously very much so wanting that as well and it's just so cool to see other females like doing it and mm-hmm. But like you said, yeah, there there are so many other artists, too, that I feel like even still, like, don't get the recognition that I feel like they should. Like, there's this one band that I really love. Oh, Honey Revenge. Mm-hmm. They're really dope. And, like, yeah. um, there's this band. They're not really pop punk, but, like, the Foxies. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. But, like, yep. there's, like, Julia is an amazing performer. I have, like she could literally, <laughs> I'm like, you go off. Like, you are amazing. And it's it's so cool to see all of these artists, but still at the same time feel like, you know, well, we have only one like female on this tour, you know, one female on, you know, this festival. And I don't know, I I hope that that changes, but um, I'm just like happy that I'm even given the opportunity to do it, you know? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, So the tour is going to take up the next month ish, um, Mm -hmm. a little over a month. Yes. What's the the remainder of 2022 slash the start of 2023 look like for you? Oh, um, definitely more music to come. Have another really cool collab coming in October. Um, I, oh my gosh, I don't even know. Like, I'm hoping to potentially hop on like another tour, maybe go overseas. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, honestly, just trying to take all of this, just like one step at a time, not get too carried away, not say yes to literally everything and just absolutely kill myself. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I would really love to do like a spring tour in 2023 and, so weird even saying that like that is sounds so weird to me (laughs) um but you know hopping on a spring tour definitely want to do some festivals this year i'm like really hoping for like sad summer fest or is for lovers and and things like that and i don't know just trying to just stay busy and stay thankful (laughs) that i get to even do this so, yeah. I mean, honestly, anything, I'm just like happy, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, so normally one of my ending questions is when mm-hmm. a new album's coming out, but since you don't have a full album out or coming out right now, yeah. um, the the question that I normally ask is, you know, what's the song that you hope people gravitate to and what's mm-hmm. the song that you think they will? So I, it's still going to kind of be that question, but it's going to yeah. be about the tour what song or what band do you think people are going to go the craziest for? And where do you wish that people would pay more attention? Like on my tour, on the Real yes. Friends tour? Yeah. Um, so 
a song of mine that I'm so excited about. It's a new one. It, <laughs> it's called Certified Depressant. And it is like, I don't know. It's just so cool. I, I like, that's like the one that I'm so stoked to play. Obviously that one and shape shifting. That's another one. Yeah. Like I, I really want people to just like go absolutely ape shit for that one. <laughs> Will they? I don't know, but I like crossing my fingers, hoping that they do. Those are like my two favorite um, right now. Oh my God. I hope they go absolutely insane for every band. I, uh, I personally am super excited to see the home team play. They have been like one of my favorite bands, I think for like the last two years. Yeah. Um, I actually heard their song, She's Quiet, the acoustic version like a couple years ago and have been like listening to that on loop. And then when they came out with this new music, I was just like, just in, in a trance with his right. voice. And, um, but yeah, no, I, I just hope that everybody like people just go absolutely insane for the whole thing yeah no i you know i definitely hope that too i just uh was at the i prevail tour wednesday mm -hmm. night and who are it was so, so great live by the way I they love are insane live <laughs> um but yours truly open for them another amazing yeah. female singing pop mm -hmm. punk yes um, but it was so incredible to see because they haven't been in in the states for a few years because of covid yeah. and whatnot mm -hmm. and people fucking showed up like that's from awesome. the the very beginning the room was full and it was that's, so i love that yeah and that's that's always been one of my big things on this podcast is i tell people mm -hmm. like go out see the openers because these people mm -hmm. like not that the headliners aren't busting their ass because they are yes but the people that are opening are busting their ass sometimes mm -hmm. they're literally driving themselves to the next city you know like, yeah they don't have some of these comforts um, and it means the world. You never know who you're going to find that way. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the scary thing too, being like first to four is like, who is going to be there? Right. But honestly, from what I've seen, like just on social media and things like that, like a lot of the people have been tagging me and stuff. And that makes me really excited too. And they're obviously like a lot of my friends and fans are, you know, reaching out being like, I'm coming to like three shows and this and that. And I'm like, oh my God, like I've never had, you know, like right. coming from playing like, like one-offs in the country world to people who don't really like pay any attention to the opener to having people now being like, I'm coming to like everything. I'm taking a week off work. Like, you know, I think that's really cool. And obviously a lot of these shows now are like starting to sell out. So I like really hope I was like, I promise I'll give you guys a good show. <laughs> come out for yeah. me it's gonna be great but um yeah i think i think that's the most exciting part of it too is like who is gonna come you know like yeah i don't know yeah no i i'm hopeful that it'll be super dope because mm -hmm. I, I think you deserve it and that's not me blowing Aww, smoke up your ass I, I really think <laughs> that this is you know you're in this this very unique spot like charlotte and like some of these mm -hmm. other girls we've talked about where mm -hmm. like the, the platform's there. It's just a matter of yeah. breaking over that next step. And I think it's, mm -hmm. it's all hell after that in the yeah. best sort of way. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I think this has kind of been, this is going to be such an exciting time, I think for my fans too, because like I said, like the past two years, we've just had the internet, you know, right. like I've just, 
you know, tried to keep up with them and, you know, would text back and forth and I'll, you know, comment with them. And it's just these people, like, I don't even know who would come out to see a show. So I'm just excited in that aspect. And also too, I think like, this is such a good tour for me to be on because my music now isn't too far off like I've you know I did like um a a little run with like hot mulligan and stuff and that's almost like more punk than I am well it is definitely more like (laughs) it's like post-punk um but even that you know that was exciting too like seeing my fans that maybe have been country fans from the beginning and then like crossing over with me now and then staying to see the other bands and then like coming after and being like, they were so awesome. Like, I love them, you know, like that excites me more so than them even coming just to see me. I'm like, the fact that you're like gravitating towards these bands now because of maybe a cover that I had done. And you know what I mean? Like that, I don't know, that's really cool too. So I'm excited, I'm ready for the most part, knock on wood, nothing bad happens (laughs) and I can stay on the whole time. But yeah, I don't know, I just, yeah. We're just no. going for it at this point. What do we have to yeah. lose? Just you know, <laughs> grab it by the horns and and ride. You know. Yeah. Uh, Try our best, anyways. <laughs> right. So, for anyone that isn't familiar with you, um, yeah. you know, we've talked a lot about your social media, but the mm-hmm. kind of my normal wrap up question is, yeah. where can people find you? What's the best way to interact? You know, what platform's the easiest for you? Things like that. Um. Well, I I would say probably TikTok is is the one that I'm the most um, active on as far as like, you know, commenting and stuff like that. Um, my TikTok is Taylor Acorn One because for some odd reason I wasn't allowed to have my actual name, so I've been stuck with that. <laughs> uh, but I kind of like it. Um, I'm pretty active on like Instagram and stuff, but um, I do have like a little text thread. I think there's a number on my TikTok, and I try to stay updated with people over there. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I try to, I try to be good about it and, uh, talk to as many people as I can, obviously, you know, sometimes it gets a little bit hard with things going on, yeah. but yeah. And then of course, listen to Spotify because that's where all of my music is. Apple music, all that good stuff. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, I appreciate your time, Taylor. I'm looking forward to you getting out on the road. I'm looking at the list. I'm going to talk to my boss tomorrow and see if maybe I can take off the 30th and be at that Cleveland yes. Nights. So we'll we'll see what I can figure out to get up to the yeah. drug shop, which, like I said, is such an iconic venue as well. Like, what better place to see it? I literally... I'm just... <laughs> You even saying that, I'm just like, somebody pinch me. This isn't real life. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm so stoked. So um, I can't wait to see you. Thank you also for yeah. having me. This has been such a pleasure. You're so easy to talk to. Hopefully I, I wasn't all over the place to do that. It's the Virgo yeah. in me, you know. No, I think we're good. <laughs> good. I think awesome. We're good. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep you posted on when this goes live and everything, obviously. And like I said, you know, definitely going to try to get out and see you at the the grog shop here. I can't wait. Hopefully I do not disappoint you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's so nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. And that was my conversation with Taylor Acorn. 
really hope you guys enjoyed that one. I had a great time talking with her. Um, really excited for this tour. I am still trying to figure out if I can go to that show. So, you know, if you're at the Grog Shop in um, Cleveland Heights on the 30th, there's a chance that you'll see me there. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a show that I want to see. Real Friends is so good. With Confidence is so good. The home team is so good. And now you've got Taylor on there as well, who's just, like I said earlier, making waves and kind of uh, getting back to her roots and her passion. And just, it's so much fun. And I'm, you know, really looking forward to seeing that live. Uh, huge shout out to her for taking the time to do the conversation. Um, and, you know, I definitely want you guys, if you're not already, to go over, follow her on Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok as well, especially if you want to see like clips of new songs, uh, some of her cover work, things like that. Uh, she is just always, always producing something. So definitely go check her out. Give her a like, subscribe, follow all of that fun stuff. Make sure you follow her on your streaming services as well. Um, those things obviously help the analytics. I talk about it all the time, so please do that. Um, and yeah, you know, like I said, if you're at the grog shop on Friday, November, uh, sorry, Friday, September 30th, uh, maybe you'll see me there. I'm still trying to work out some details to see if I can get there, but, um, you know, really looking forward to it. So as always, guys, remember, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, and you make the scene.